0: What a blessing to be together today on Search the Scriptures. We appreciate so much this opportunity and all of our listeners who tune in each day, Monday through Friday, to listen to this radio program. But we strive to make it not just a radio program, but a real exercise in studying God's Word and learning what His will for our lives is. That's what the name suggests, Search the Scriptures, and that's what we strive to accomplish on each one of these programs. We appreciate your listening. As we said, we hope that you're doing so on a regular basis, but if you are listening for one of the first few times, we want to welcome you to the broadcast of Search the Scriptures. And we pray that you will come to understand that you are not just listening to a radio program, but that you are actually learning the Bible and thereby becoming better equipped to make up your mind as to what you're going to do about God in your life. It's good to be here today to study along with Dwayne Kennedy.
1: Thank you, Gary. It's good to be here with you and a part of this study, and I'm encouraged by the interest of our audience, especially those of you who have been listening for a regular and long basis. Thank you so much for participating with us in this study, and it's also good to be here with Dennis Stackhouse.
2: Thank you, Duane and Gary. I appreciate the opportunity to be part of the program as well. I'd like to add my word of welcome to those who are listening to us, and just might also include that on Search the Scriptures, one of the things we really try to do, as well as those things that have already been mentioned, is to make people aware of how important it is for them to understand God's word is not to be taken lightly. This is truly our authority when it comes to our spiritual lives. God's word tells us what we need to do in order to come into a proper relationship before him. And after we do that, what we need to do if we hope to make heaven our home.
0: It certainly does. I, you know, Dennis, I'm not sure that a lot of people understand just how profound an identity the Bible really carries. When we call it the Word of God, that's not just a, you know, kind of a happenstance kind of designation. It is truly the Word of God. That's right. As such, we ought to pay close attention to it, shouldn't mm-hmm.
1: we? That's right.
2: There's no higher
0: authority. Bears great importance. Well, we have been studying over the last couple of weeks about the reality of facing death.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Now again, and we've emphasized this, not a pleasant subject to contemplate for a whole lot of people. Not something we spend around and while away our days doing on a regular basis. Wonder what it's gonna be like when (laughs) I die.
2: (laughs) Yeah, not a regular routine that we follow.
0: No, And, and in fact, a lot of people actively try to put that whole concept out of their head because yes. it makes them so uncomfortable. And yet it is a reality as we've tried to get across. Now, death is perhaps the most stark reality of life. Yes. And just about nothing else gets our attention so well as death. Mm-hmm. Let's turn and look at some passages of scripture that, that make this point. I hope we, that we can appreciate the uh, emphasis as to the brevity of life that these different texts try to express. Dwayne, how about reading Job chapter seven and verses six and seven. My days are swifter
1: than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is a breath. My eye will never
0: again see good. Now I'm not sure how many of our listeners have seen a weaver and a weaver's shuttle but, uh, of course, kind of uh, for most of us, we would kind of project back to days gone by when it was very common for people to uh, use that kind of mechanism, even in their own homes, I guess, mm-hmm. before we could just go to Walmart and buy whatever we wanted, you know? Yes. Uh, but the weaver's shuttle would be, you know, I believe that, that kind of block of wood that would go back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the yarn, and it would move very fast. And that's the point that he's trying to get across here, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. And uh, I've never seen that in person, Gary. I've never seen anyone recreate it in person. But I have seen documentaries that do depict what it was like in those days when the weavers were using this kind of a machine or mechanism. And you're right. You know, As I watch that little shuttle moving back and forth across this, the speed is amazing.
0: And that's what Job compares his life to. Right. Like a weaver shuttle going back and forth. Now, a lot of us, I think, especially those who might be younger, might think, boy, it just doesn't seem that fast to me. It seems like (laughs) life is just dragging by. (laughs) And and I remember when I was uh, still in my teen years, all the way up until I was well, through my nineteenth year, you know, it seemed it did seem that way to me to a great extent. It seemed like, mm-hmm. boy, life has just moved so slow. And then once I turned twenty, it seemed like the next bunch of years just flew by. Yep, mm-hmm. as if somebody turned the clock up to a faster speed. Mm-hmm. And then I know I've I've listened to older people, uh, more toward their elderly years for many years, talk about just how time seems to have flown by in their lives. Mm -hmm. And certainly in terms of all eternity, what Job says is exactly correct. Mm -hmm. Life is just that quick in terms of eternity. Now he goes on and he uses another expression here. My life, oh, remember that my life is a breath. A breath. Yeah. Well, how long does it take to take a breath? Split second. Oh, split second, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a second at the most. And yeah. he says, that's what my life is like, that fast. And, and uh, my eye will never again see good, he says. So uh, fast, it's, that's the point he's trying to get across, that's his emphasis. Let's turn to the ninth chapter, Dennis, and how about reading verses 25 and 26? Now my days
2: are swifter than a runner, they flee away; they see no good. They pass by like swift ships, like an eagle swooping on its prey.
0: once again, he's trying to get use illustrations that people could readily relate to, especially in his day, and so he says, "My days are swifter than a runner." Mm-hmm. now, some runners are swifter than other runners, I realize <laughs> yes. but uh, Still a runner, we think about. He's moving real fast, aren't yes. no mm-hmm. we? Yeah, That's he's right. certainly faster than normal speed, and he says, "My days are swifter, swifter than a runner, faster than a runner." And they flee away. It says, mm-hmm. and maybe we might get the the idea there, the projection of a runner running away from us, and we see how quickly he gets away and before long he's gone around the corner or maybe you know just kind of going out of sight and he said that's what my life is like mm-hmm. swifter than a runner and uh, they flee away they see no good they pass like swift ships and then this last one we really ought to be able to relate to that like an eagle swooping on its prey how fast does it take for that eagle as, and we talk about those eagle eyes, you know, the eyes of mm-hmm. an eagle, so perceptive, so sharp, and they see the prey down on the ground, and all of a sudden, from nowhere, it seems, to the prey who is on the ground and about to become the victim, almost from nowhere, the eagle swoops down out of the sky and grabs the prey, and it's just in an instant,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and it's done. There before you know it, gone before you can comprehend it. And he says, that's, Job says, that's what my life is like. Yep. Well, let's look at another one here from one of the psalmists. Psalm 89, verses 47 and 48. Dwayne, do you have that?
1: Remember how short my time is. For what futility you have created all the children of men. What man or what can live and not see death? Can
0: he deliver his life from the power of the grave? Well, again, how short my time is. Uh, And then what man can live and not see death? Now that's a rhetorical question, isn't
1: it? Right. Mm -hmm.
0: The answer is obviously no man. Mm,
2: That's right.
0: Everybody dies and everybody will die unless the Lord comes again first. Can he deliver his life from the power of the grave? And again, rhetorical question. The answer is obviously understood in the question to be no. Death is coming to every one of us. Now, for the person who is just turning 20, it might seem like, yeah, but that's way away. Right. And then 30, he might still think, yeah, oh, it's still way away. As the years tick by, though, 40 and 45 and 50, somewhere along the line, it becomes more clear to him, death's not all that far away.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. That's right, Gary. And uh, I think, like you, as I was growing up, I heard people who had lived for a great many years longer than I had saying the very thing that you mentioned how quickly the time seems to go now that they've gotten older. And I'd listen to them and I'd think, well, I, I really can't make sense of that. You know, I, I really can't relate to it. But as I've gotten older myself, It makes a lot more sense and you know you talk about how someone who is young and thinking about the prospect of death and probably looking at it as something a long way off yet for them I think the reality is for all of us in this world and especially in this society we don't know what the next moment holds for us no you know we could Be in a situation where someone who's not thinking clearly pulls out a gun and just starts shooting. Death could be that quick.
0: We hear about that and read about that kind of scenario all the time, don't we? We do
2: on a regular basis, sadly.
0: And at the same time, it could just be that somebody has a car accident.
2: That's exactly right.
0: Or they're stricken with some dreaded disease, Mm -hmm. even though they might be in their even youth Mm -hmm. years. You know, I've I've said many times, I've I've done funerals for all ages, literally, Mm -hmm. from newborn all the way up to elderly people Mm -hmm. and everywhere in between. I remember a young mother who was probably in her mid to late 20s, had two or three little children at least, and she had an accident and suffocated and died. She mm-hmm. was only in her 20s probably.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, again, we might think we're bulletproof when we're that young, but we're not. Things happen. And if the Lord comes again before we reach physical death, well, then our time is up right then. It doesn't right. matter how old we are or how young we are. We need to be ready for the ultimate event of the end of our physical life and this world.
1: Our time to repent is up.
0: That's right. Our time to prepare is up. It's over. Along that line, Dennis, how about reading James chapter 4 and verse 14? Again, very vivid imagery.
2: Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away.
0: A vapor that appears for a little time. We've talked about this in the past. You blow out a flame off of a candle, and that little wisp of smoke rises up, wafts through the air for a few moments, and then it's gone, as though it never was there. Or we wake up in the morning, and there is that misty fog hanging over the surface of the ground, and we're there. It's there, and we're. It, it looks like it's. It's so prevalent, but then an hour or two passes and there's no sign of the fog ever having been there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And our life, James is trying to get across, is comparatively that brief. Mm-hmm. Here for a relatively short period of time and then gone. How many, how many people can sit out there listening to us today and perhaps remember having lived through having lived through times that at the moment might've seemed so intense, but then all of a sudden those times are gone, they're mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. How many people might think, uh, they might remember their, their parents or their grandparents talking about having lived through World War II now you talk about an intense period of time and yet you look back and you say wow that was 60 years ago or more <laughs> yes. right and yet at the same time you know it, it seems like wow it's been that long 65 years or so
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's, but see that brief it goes by and that's what we're, we're looking at in these various texts of Scripture that compared to eternity, especially when you're lo- talking about time from stretched out, I guess we could say. These periods when we're so focused in, in such an intense way, maybe we're going through some real tragedy in our life. Maybe there's an illness to some very close loved one that we're, we're struggling through and but then, ultimately, we look back, and we say, wow, that was 30 years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: 40 years ago. I know there are things in my, my life that I look back and think, boy, it doesn't seem like it should have been that long ago.
1: Right.
0: And yet, that's how fast time flies by. Mm-hmm. Well, death, physical death, is here because of what consequence? Why do we die physically? Sin. Sin, that's it, isn't it? Mm -hmm. If we go back to Genesis chapter three, and we look at verse 19, actually we could go back to chapter two, and we could look at verse 17, and we get the situation set up. What do we read there?
1: But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die.
0: So God is telling Adam and Eve, Here's this tree. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. You don't eat of it. If you eat of it, you're gonna die. Now, they ate of it, didn't they? Yes. The very next chapter describes that. And they, by so doing, entered into sin. In verse 19, Dennis, what is the consequence?
2: Chapter three, verse 19. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return.
0: When he says, till you return to the ground, and to dust you shall return, to what is he referring?
2: Physical death.
0: Physical death. Mm -hmm. And of course, now, it's not just the idea that we commonly bury people underground who have died. Sometimes we put people in crypts or mausoleum Mm-hmm. You know, But the idea is that when you die, your body's going to decay and go back to the ground.
2: That's exactly. Right.
0: And so he's referring to physical death. Physical death became a reality because they broke God's commandment and ate of that fruit of that tree that he said, don't eat of that fruit unless you die. Now, of course, even more important is spiritual death. And that's the wages of sin as Mm -hmm. well. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death. But physical death, we need to understand, it's not an accident. It is a consequence of man's sin. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. What does that say?
1: For what happens to the sons of men also happens to animals. One thing befalls them. As one dies, so dies the other. Surely they all have one breath. Man has no advantage over animals, for all is vanity. All go to one place, all from the dust, and
0: all return to the dust. Well, just like the animals then, when man dies, he's going to decay and go back to the dust. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between man and animal, obviously, is that man has a soul that goes on. The animals do not. But again, it's portrayed in very stark terms all die all go back to the dust an animal dies and of course some people may have uh, had the opportunity to be walking through the woods or maybe out through a field and come across the carcass of a dead animal and very quickly that that carcass begins to decay doesn't it right Mm -hmm. very quickly Mm
2: -hmm.
0: to degrade and of course, left on its own, that's what happens, and that's what happens even with, with human uh, bodies if they're just left out there on the ground, and you go back to the dust.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Physical death is a stark reality, not, a, not an accident, but a consequence of the sin that man entered into in disobeying God. Now, we see sin all around us. We see death all around us. The two go together. In Hebrews chapter nine and verse 27, Dennis, what does the Hebrews writer say along this line?
2: And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment.
0: It is appointed for men to die once. Mm -hmm. And that appointment, or that appointing, I should say, goes all the way back to what we read in Genesis chapter two and chapter three. It does. God warned about the consequence of sin. Man disregarded the warning, entered into sin. The consequence was put into place. Yes. And physical death is part of that consequence. It is appointed that man will die. Now, that ought to impress us on its own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that next part of that 27th verse of Hebrews chapter 9 ought to impress us and get our attention all the more.
2: Mm, sure should.
0: After death comes the judgment. Mm -hmm. Now, we're gonna stop at this point. And what we're talking about is the reality of death. All of us need to be aware of that reality. And all of us need to be getting our lives in order to deal with that impending reality because it is impending for every single one of us. We do want to encourage our listeners, contact us and ask us for that free Bible study so that you need not fear impending death.